my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today we are going to be talking about heaven. We're going to be talking about God, astrology, the stars. We have from Cork, Ireland today, Maurice Cattarell, and he's here to talk to us about the Heavenly Matchmaker. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding this book up. It's a beautiful book. It's a really interesting read. There is so much really cool information in here, and he's blending science with spiritual, which is finally, it's about time somebody did this. So it's the science the secret science of the mind, heart, body, and soul. Do you love that? Before I bring Maurice on, let me give you just a little bit of information about him. So Maurice Acatrell, I love that name, Cattrall, is an author, engineer, and scientist. Now, in 1989, while working at Cranfield University as head of the electrical and communications engineering, he found a way of calculating the durations of magnetic reversals on the sun. Using this knowledge, he was able to break the secret codes of ancient sun-worshipping civilizations and understand how the sun affects life on Earth. He has written 12 books, including seven international bestsellers. I'm so happy to have him here today. And three museum pieces on ancient sun-worshipping civilizations and science and spirituality and several scientific papers. You know, welcome to High Road to Humanity today, Maurice. It's so nice to have you. Thank you. It really is great. You know, I I read your book and there's so much in here. I have pages and pages of questions. Um, But I guess my first question is, how did you go from the scientific to the spiritual? Will you tell the audience your story? I mean, how did you get to this point? Well, it goes back a long way. Uh, When I was about seven years old, I used to go to church on my own, the local church, Christian church. Really? uh, So... What I, I guess I've been following two parallel paths all my life, one on the spirituality side and one on the science. Okay. Now, as I say, I went to church from about the age of seven, and uh, my scientific questioning started, if I remember correctly, about the age of nine. I used to keep pigeons where I grew up in Manchester. Okay. And uh, I used to take the pigeons away further and further on my bike in a basket and let them go, and they'd fly home. And I'd watch them fly. And when I released them, they'd circle once, maybe twice. Then they'd zigzag all the way home. It could be 10 miles, could be 15 miles if I got the train, okay. 20 miles if I got my bike on the train. And uh, I, I couldn't understand how they found the way home. Okay. And I, I said, one day I'll find out. I was determined to find out one day how the pigeons found the way home. Okay. Well, when I left school, I went to Navy College. And uh, I left Navy College in 1970 and as a radio officer on board merchant ships. Okay. And the first day, the first voyage, we left uh, Liverpool, sailed down the Irish Sea into a force 11 gale. And uh, every time a wave hit the ship, the ship would go off course. And uh, then what would happen is the steering gear mm-hmm. and the gyro compass would detect an error in bet- between the course, 
the proper course and the deviation from the course. Okay. That voltage error would be sent back to the rudder. The rudder would turn the ship in the opposite direction and bring the ship back on course. Okay. And what I turned around and I looked at the plotter of the course on the bulkhead behind me and the course was zigzagging like this. And what that meant to me was oh. that the pigeons were sensing the magnetic deviation as they were flying home. So they were going off course and they felt anxious and they came back on course. They felt good, right. but then they felt anxious and they right. came back on course. Right. So the, the, anxiety, the, the magnetic field was changing the, the hormones in the bird's brain, the melatonin, the cortisol and, right. and, and, and other hormones. Right. So that was the first question I asked, one of the first that was answered. Mm-hmm. On the same voyage, we sailed down uh, past West Africa to South Africa. Okay. And uh, I noticed that when the crew were sailing from north to south, they were, they were quite happy and everybody was happy. Yeah. As soon as we started going east to west, they all get very agitated. I know, arguing. I read that in your book. I thought that was crazy. And yeah, that's the electric, that's the, the magnet, that's the uh, electron. The, field of the, earth. Yeah. Well, the only thing that changes going east to west is the magnetic field of the earth. Okay. The lines, of course, go from north to south. Right. And when the sun comes up in the morning, uh, well, when we go to sleep at night, the brain manufactures melatonin, right. which is the uh, timing hormone, which sets the biorhythms in the body. Mm-hmm. So if you start to move west or east, the daylight and the melatonin are not synchronized. So you start to get very uh, jet lag. That's what oh, jet right. lag is. When you go okay. from east to west, you get jet lag, you feel tired, fractious, and you start okay. arguing with each other. Okay. Now, in, that, in 1970, there was a sunspot minimum uh, and what, what I mean by that is the sun uh, from time to time gets very active with mag- uh, magnetism. And okay. you can tell when it's very ma- magnetic because there's lots of spots all over it in, a, in an 11 and a half year cycle. Okay. So as the radio officer from South Africa, it was very difficult to communicate with the UK because radio waves bounce off the sky and the earth okay. as they go. Okay. So when the sunspot cycle is very active, it upsets the ionosphere. Okay. in the upper atmosphere and mm-hmm. the radio waves can't bounce off them very well and they get attenuated so they disappear you get fading okay so it's, it's very difficult to communicate so i became very interested in the sunspot cycle for communications reasons mm-hmm. and at the same time uh, the astrology of the personnel on board so we were going to uh, mauritius and ceylon and india and china and uh, I also became interested in the Chinese astrological cycle, which is 12 right. years. Right. And I decided that I wouldn't be surprised that the 11 and a half year Chinese uh, sunspot cycle, sorry, 11 and a half year sunspot cycle was related in some way to the 12 year Chinese astrological cycle. So I had to figure out what was going on with the sun's radiation and uh, human personality mm-hmm. and the, uh, the 12 year cycle uh, and the 12 month cycle of astrology. Now, that would be 1970. Then about 1982, uh, radio officers around the world were were made redundant as satellites came on board the ship. So we were replaced by satellites, basically. So uh, at that time, I went back to college and did another degree in business. And when I left college again, I uh, got a job as head of electrical and communications engineering at Cranfield University in Bedfordshire in the middle of England. And uh, I had the three massive mainframe computers at my disposal. Wow. So I asked one of the girls in the uh, computer center, I said, look, I've got this problem. 
Uh, let me get this model and I'll show you what the problem was. Okay. This is a model. This is, this is a model of the sun. Okay. The magnetic structure of the sun. And okay. this is the earth. Okay. Now we all know sunlight comes off the sun, it travels to the earth and the earth spins every 24 hours and we get daylight and darkness. Right. You guys, you got to see this on YouTube because he's holding it up and he's showing me what he did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> Those are for the people who are listening to us on podcast. <laughs> okay. Now the earth goes around the sun every 12 months. Okay. But what most people don't know is that although the earth spins every day and the earth goes around the sun uh, once a year, most right. people don't realize that the sun spins as well. Okay. And it spins every 28 days to an observer on earth. Now, once I started to study the, the astrophysics behind the sun's magnetic field and how it affects the earth, right. I started to analyze the behavior of the sun in regard to the earth. And what I discovered was that as a positive sector of magnetism goes past the, the earth, the sun showers the earth with protons, positive protons from the sun. Okay. Now, these arise as a result of the nuclear fusion inside the sun. And uh, when a negative sector goes by, seven, uh, the sun showers the earth with seven days electric, uh, electrons, negative particles. So is that, that affects our personality and that affects how we feel. Absolutely. These okay. are the biorhythms. This is okay. where this 14-day biorhythm comes from. Okay. So as a, each of these sectors, a quarter of the sun, it takes 28 days to go around once. So right. a quarter of the sun, this red one, for example, takes seven days, and then it changes to black. Then okay. we get seven days negative. Then we get seven days positive. Okay. So this is a 14-day biorhythm that everybody experiences. Okay. Now, we can analyze the magnetic structure of the sun, there's a North Pole, there's a South Pole, and there's four bubbles of magnetism, as I just right, pointed out. Right. And if we, num if we number them, it becomes very straightforward as to what's going on. But right. until you do, it's a bit, little bit complex. Okay. Let's start off the North Pole, for example, the equator here. Okay. And we'll number these magnetic fields, one, two, three, and four. Right. Negative and, and positive. Right. right. So during the first seven days of one particular month, we get negative particles, then we get positive particles, and we get negative particles, and we get positive particles. Right. So we get black, red, black, red. Problem is, the North Pole of the Sun spins at a different rate. Okay. That takes 40 days to go around once. So let's see what happens when we move them both together. And what I want you to look at is the way this arrow and this arrow relate to each other. Okay. And this magnetic field here, number one. Okay. So they're both going round. It's not easy to do this, by the way. Right. <laughs> you guys, you got to see him do this. Okay. <laughs> they're both going round. But at the end of one month, the North Pole has moved backwards through field number one. Okay. So if you're on the Earth, what you see is you don't see field number one. What you see is neutral. You get neutral instead of negative. Okay. And you see number two, number three, number four. During the next month, and I'll just move the blue on this time, you okay. don't see field number two. So what you see is field number one, three, and four. Okay. This is neutralized. It's again neutral. Neutral, exactly. Okay. It's not positive, yeah. it's not negative. Right. Now, for the, for the next month, you don't see field number three. It's neutralized because this is, this is stirring it up. So you see one, two, four. Right. The next month, you don't see number four. So the, the code of radiation coming off the sun is one, two, three. So you've got four codes. 
And when you map these out, you've got, for example, uh, if you take, for example, one of the star signs, let's say Taurus right. is an Earth sign. And let's start with Aries. So the first month you've got red, black, red, which is positive. So we call that a positive fire sign, Aries. Okay. The next month we've got one, three, four. So the next month we've got uh, Taurus, which is two blacks and a red. The next month we've got two reds and a black, which will be Gemini. The next right. month we've got two re- blacks and a red. So it's set up this way. So I have a question. So you feel like, and you write in your book, you know, God set this up in such a way that we all have different personalities depending upon when we were born. And this is all orchestrated from what you have figured out. Absolutely. Now, what we find out is when I started to look at the sunspot cycles, Right. With the computer at Cranfield. Right. There was one particular cycle, which was 1,366,040 days long. And I, I worked out why that was. That's 3,740 years. Okay. And uh, I, I, it then came to my attention that the Maya of Central America knew this cycle and they encoded it in one, one of their treasured artifacts. Right, 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 right. And that's what we're going to talk about. Hey, listen, you know, Maurice, we got to go to commercial break. And when we come back, I want to, now that I understand this, this is wonderful. Thanks for explaining this to to me and the audience. When we come back, let's talk about the Mayans and how they were trying, I think they were trying to give us a message. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with Maurice Acatarell. His book, you got to pick this up. It's a beautiful book. It's a wonderful read. It's so interesting. It's called The Heavenly Matchmaker, The Secret Science of the mind, heart, body, and soul. And I'm holding it up if you're watching me on YouTube. This is Nancy Yerelt. This is High Road to Humanity. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road.
Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Maurice Cotterell. We're talking about the sun. We're talking about the Mayan ruins. I mean, Maurice, continue on. From what I read in your book, and, and, I, and you can correct me here if, if I'm wrong, these guys wrote this stuff down because they figured it out and they were trying to tell, leave it for future generations. Is that right? Clearly, they were much more intelligent than we are because they discovered the long-term sunspot cycle. Yeah. <laughs> 1,300 years before I did with the three largest computers in England. That's the key. So I went down to Palenque, the ceremonial center of the Maya right. in the Yucatan Peninsula, right. uh, to look at the uh, tomb of Lord Pekal, the leader of the Maya, because I had my own ideas on what was going on down there. Okay. And uh, I put this little board together. I hope you can see it. Now, this is uh, Central America and South America, and okay. this is the ceremonial center called Palenque. Now, in 1952, uh, a Mexican archaeologist called Alberto Rue removed one of the flagstones from the top of the temple here, okay. and he found a secret stairway into the tomb. And when he got into the tomb, he found a very large sarcophagus, which was covered with this lid, a five-ton limestone lid. It was 12 feet long, seven feet wide, 12 oh. inches deep, and okay. it was carved with a very ornate carving on it. Now, there's a lot of people out there saying that this is a man in a spaceship, but it's not. This is the story of heaven, hell, purgatory, who we are, what we are, where we are, why we're born, why we die, and all of the other questions that we might have. Right. So I started to, I, I looked at this lid, the pattern on the lid, and I knew and suspected there was more to this than meets the eye. And I sat down one day and I thought, shall I decode it? Shall I put some time into it? How long would it take? A year, five years, 10 years? Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that there wasn't much time in trying anything because no matter what I did, even if I managed to decode it, people would say to me, you have not decoded it because two of the pieces are missing. Oh. So you've only decoded 95% of it. So I thought, why go down that road if people will always be skeptical with good mm -hmm. reason? Mm -hmm. So the first step for me was to find the missing corners because what the oh. Maya believed right. was I am you and you are me. What is good becomes bad. What is bad becomes good. What is missing is not missing. So therefore, the first step in the decoding process was to find these missing corners, which I did. Okay. Once I found, and the only way to do that is to make a transparent photocopy of it. Okay. The next thing I did was I colored in the colors of this particular picture here, for example. Mm -hmm. And I've discovered that there are 25 codes around the outside. And these 25 codes tell us stories. Uh, it's a list of contents which relate to stories in the middle part of the lid. Okay. Now, that looks pretty straightforward, but it took me 10 months working 10 hours a day, seven days a week to find that picture. Right. And this is the 25th picture. Now, let me show now, you. What is, it, what is it a picture of? I'll show you. To you, it's a picture of nothing. Right. It's just a, it's right. just a pre But this is the transparent copy I made, and this is what I need to decode it. So there are the colors. There's nothing there at all. It's just a complete copy of the one that was underneath. Right. Now... These border codes here, these are the instructions on what to do. Okay. And these are then there. Let okay. me show you how they've come. This is difficult to handle because it's getting jammed down there, but I'll do the best I can. Okay. I've got to put those together like that. You yes. see that? Yes. And what I've come out with is this here. Now, what this says is, this is the man in the tomb. There's his little feet. His hands are across his chest and his eyes are closed. And he's got a magnetic loop, a halo on his head. Right. Above that, there's a little bird in yellow with wings. Above that, there's a sun god, Tonatua, from the Mexican pantheon of gods. And mm -hmm. above that, there's two ear, ear shapes, 
shapes that look like ears. What this is saying is to see the man in the tomb with a, a bird on his head, put the sun, and the, who is the sun god, put the ears in the correct position. So those are the instructions for this particular story. Okay, mm -hmm. so now I'm going to, it was like that. Now I'm going to turn it upside down. I'm going to put the ears opposite each other. So there's one ear there. Right. I'm going to put this ear over here, right. as I've been instructed to do. Okay. And there we come out with a picture of the man who lives in the tomb mm -hmm. with a bird on his head. There's the eye, the eye, the beak, the little feathers like a sparrow. And he's got a bat mask covering his face. And the well, bat brought death. So Okay. Right. So what we see here is telling us that Lord Paykal died, a bat a bat came and took away his breath. Oh now okay. 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 And and again, this is the uh this is the one without this is the, the composite. I call them composites here. Well and doesn't now, it show the, like the doesn't it show like the sun, the the light coming down through his crown chakra? Isn't that um the, our connection with God? Doesn't it show that? There's hundreds of pictures in this, hundreds. This is only scratching the surface, I'll show you in a second. Right. Now, what I also noticed was a small man here. Right. I call him the small man with a hat. Okay. And he's got a pure heart. But his heart only becomes pure when the angle between these is 14.4 degrees. Which means? In the Bible, it says those with 144,000 written on their foreheads will right. go to heaven. Because they'll be now, pure at heart. Okay. What we see is when we move this uh, along, we see the numbers 1440 and a Maya 00 and okay. backwards. 144. So he's got 144,000 in his forehead. Right. Right. Now, now, this little guy here resembles another guy I came across in Peru in okay. another tomb of, of Viracocha Pachacamac. Right. Viracocha Pachacamac was the god of the world to the Peruvians, the Mochica. Mm -hmm. And what we see is the same guy. He's got the bat mask across his face. He's got the four corners of the earth here on top. Uh, and in the tomb, the small man with the hat was found. Right, now I'm going to stop you a second. What is the mask across the face? What is that? It's death. It comes, it's the bat. It now shows the, his death. That's death. They, yeah, they didn't, okay. they didn't encode information using language because languages change over thousands of years right and that lasts a long time right like uh, in in peru the quiche indians uh, so the quechua indians used quechua language in mexico the quiche indians used quiche but mm -hmm. when the spanish invaded the Sp the spaniards took over and they started to speak spanish right so they knew they were going to leave information behind they either had to be in pictures or numbers Okay. And so they encoded all of this information into their treasures because they believed in reincarnation. Right. So if they didn't make it to heaven this time around, they could, like me, decode the pictures, figure out what heaven, hell, and purgatory was all about, right. and in that way, purify the soul and get to heaven. Well, now, and you say in your book that we're in hell right now. Oh, we're in hell. Absolutely. Now, this is from the horse's mouth. This is straight from... Okay. Now... On the heavenly matchmaker, for example, right. inside, what I've done is, as you noticed, I've right. put some other, what I call, Maya transformers. These right. are all different archaeological treasures. Right. This was found in the tomb. Uh, all these uh, different paintings, jewelry. Uh, this mask was covering a dead man. And all of these tell us different stories. They okay. tell us, for example, 
that he was born through an immaculate conception. He was born, there's a woman with her legs open with a baby coming out. Right. Uh, he was born in a stable. He grew up and he, he was uh, in pain and he died on a cross made of two pieces of wood. So Jesus, so, you talk about, but when you talk about in the book, you talk about Jesus and you talk about reincarnation and you say that Jesus has reincarnated so many different times and each time he's reincarnated, it's been as Buddha, as uh, Lord Krishna. All, so all these times that Jesus has incarnated, he's been in different places, yes? Exactly. And this okay. is a place from the book. And what we see is that what, what all these stories tell us is that he first came back in 1700, or he appeared for the first time as right. Lord Krishna in 1700 BC. Right. And Krishna is the Christos, the anointed one. Right. He then came back as Tutankhamun, the son of God, in 1323 BC. He next came back for the Celtic people, the king of Hochdorf, in 550 BC. He then came back in Mexico, as a, and he left behind the Olmec heads and the Olmec stone face, 500 BC. Mm-hmm. He then came back as Buddha, the illuminated one, the mm-hmm. one filled with light, in 550 BC. He then came back as Qin Shi Huang Ti, the leader of the, uh, China, the emperor of unified China, in 220 BC. Okay. He then came back as Jesus. Jesus left all of the same knowledge in the Holy Grail and the Tara brooch of the Celtic people, which, right. which are today in the Dublin Museum. He then came back as Viracocha Pachacamac in Peru and Viracocha, two different men who they walked the lands of Peru performing miracles. He left his uh, information behind in the, uh, the treasures at Tiwanaku in Bolivia. Then came St. Aidan. St. Aidan came to Ireland. He was an Irish monk who went to England and he compiled the Lindisfarne Gospels, one of the illuminated manuscripts of Christianity. St. Aidan died in about 655 AD. He came back as Lord Pekal of the Maya, whose coffin lid we've just seen. Lord Pekal seems to have left behind more information than anybody else. He left behind the lid of Palenque, which we've just seen, the right. coffin lid, right. and uh, the mosaic mask, the sun shield of Monte Alban, the mural of Bonham Pack, which tells us that he grew up in a state, born in a stable and so on. But the what they're of- telling, but a lot of what they tell us, and then I just want to talk to say this to the audience, is that every time they're telling us that we're here, and I want to talk about this really quick, where we reincarnate. We have an opportunity to connect with God. Whatever we do down here matters. And then our energy, our voltage, I like this, how you, how you talk about this. Our voltage actually goes up to a certain point, but our voltage has to be at a high enough point to be one of the 144,000. Is that right? In the end? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I understand that. Okay. So we have an opportunity and I like in the book, how you talk about, it was interesting for me to, to realize that we have this voltage. We come back, if we come back, uh, say in a wealthy family and we don't give our, um, money to the poor and we don't help the poor, then we lose our voltage. And then we like start all over again and come back poor. Can you talk about that just a little bit before we hit commercial break here? Sure. Uh, the fact is, every human being is half God and half devil. Right. The God is the electromagnetic energy inside. And to understand this, we have to go back to when the universe began. When the universe began, all there was was light in the beginning. Right. 
first of all, in the Bible, it says it was darkness. And then God said, let there be light. So mm -hmm. then the light appeared. And that is God, electromagnetic energy or voltage. And then what happens is we see that uh, God, what we know about God is that God made man in his own image. And what we know about mankind is that mankind cannot grow beyond a certain size or level unless he sacrifices a piece of himself. So, for example, a man has to sacrifice a sperm and he can grow bigger and bigger and bigger, ad infinitum. Okay. A woman okay. has to sacrifice an ovum and she can grow bigger and bigger and bigger, ad infinitum. Right. Right. So by making man in his own image, God's telling us he can't grow. But the problem is... God is good and God is love. The only thing better than God is more God. So God wants to grow, but he can't grow. Until so we is... grow and, and we can elevate ourselves to be part of him again. Hang on a second. You're missing a step out. What no, am I God. missing? What am I missing? Hey, listen, you guys, I got to go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to find out what step I'm missing here. This is great. I love it. Hey, I'm here today with Maurice Cotterell. He's joining me from Cork, Ireland. His book is called The Heavenly Matchmaker. This is Nancy Yerout, and this is High Road to Humanity. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here talking to Maurice Cotterell. Maurice, this is such a fun conversation to have with you because this book is amazing. I just want to tell you, I was really impressed with this. I mean, this was, I underlined and wrote so many notes and have so many questions for you. Um, so I do understand where you're at so far, and I want the audience to understand too. God released energy to us. I like how you use the analogy. He gave us part of his energy. Now, in order for him to grow, we have to grow. Can you tell me where I'm, you said I'm missing a step. Tell me what I'm missing here. So, yeah, it's, it's just a lot simpler than that. Okay. We have to go back, we have to, go back to the very beginning. Okay. <clears throat> and what we see is God is light, right. which is energy. Right. Now, energy 
so Albert Einstein tells us is mass times the speed of light squared. Right. So all that means is energy can be converted into mass and mass can be converted into energy. Now we're told that in the beginning there was God. Let's give God a value. Let's say he was 1 million volts. Right. And God knows the only way to make more God is through sacrifice. Right. So God throws away 100,000 volts. Right. Now, according to Einstein, that 100,000 volts must go to the other side of the equation. And through the Big Bang, it turns into mass. Now, another thing is very important. If ever you move something to the other side of an equation, you change the sign. Now, what that means is everything in the God world is energy, which is positive, and right. everything in the physical world, mass, is negative. Okay. So if God is in heaven, everything in the universe is hell. So we are living in hell. Everything you see around you is hell. So plus is God is heaven and minus in the physical world is hell. Okay. Then what happens is when a sperm enters an egg, the, the, the sperm is fertilized. Okay. Now, what we know from IVF treatments is that if you put a sperm inside an egg, nothing happens. Right. You've got to put a voltage across it. You've got to shock, give it an electric shock. I thought and that then, was really interesting that you said that because I did not realize that in, in, yeah. in, in vitro fertilization that they have to give it an electrical spark in order for and that to, I didn't know that. Yes, that yeah. spark is God. Yes, I love this. Okay. Okay. Now, so you say, well, and then the cells start dividing two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, right. and what happens is that baby is in the physical world. Remember, everything in the physical world is negative. It's right. the devil. So the body of the baby is negative. It's the devil. There's no question about it. It's the opposite to God. And those cells divide. 18, 16, 32, 64, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, after nine months, it reaches about, let's say, five volts. Okay. And minus five volts then pulls five volts down from God, plus five volts. Mm -hmm. That is the soul. So the plus five volts and the baby's body, the minus five volts join together. And we have a human being with five plus volts of God inside and five minus volts is the physical body. Right. Now you say, well, hang on a second. When I make love and we have a baby, I don't get a voltage. I don't give my husband an electric shock. Yeah. But you do. You see, there are various types of electromagnetic energy. Some uh -huh. electromagnetic energy flows down wires. We call those electric currents. Some flow through the air as radio waves. Right. And what happens is when you have an orgasm, you radiate radio waves from your spine. Okay. And your partner radiates radio waves. Okay. And that the egg i see right I see. so right. you give your god to the fetus to the uh, what they call a zygote which is the, the the sperm and the egg when they start getting together right and your partner gives their half of the voltage to the baby Got then the it. baby starts to grow now as, as a baby is delivered and it grows up if it loves other you see there's four worlds it, well, there's, there's different bodies and there's different worlds. Right. For example, a human being has four separate bodies. We have the physical body, which we can see. We have the intellectual body, which is the mind. We have the emotional body, which is the, 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 uh, the heart. And we have uh, the spiritual body, which is the soul. Right. And these four bodies operate in different ways. For example, in the physical world, if I give you a dollar and you give me a dollar, we finish up with a dollar each. So we can't get something for nothing in the physical world. In the intellectual world, if I give you an idea and you give me your idea, I finish it with two ideas and it doesn't cost anything. You finish it with two ideas and it doesn't cost anything. 
Right. Now, the emotional world is like that. In the emotional world, if I love you, my soul voltage goes up. And if I hate you, my soul voltage goes down. You know, so and let's talk, yeah, let's talk about that real quick because, and, and I want to mention this because it's really important. When you, and you write this in the book, so when you love your neighbor, then your voltage goes up. So if your voltage is down and you really are hateful, that is when, and I just want to clarify this, that's when disease sets in. Is that right? Clearly, disease sets in when the body's not at peace with itself. The four bodies must be in equilibrium. Okay. That is the physical body, body the emotional body, the intellectual body, and that's the spiritual body. That's when we're body. in balance, and that's when we can increase our soul, our, our voltage. Yes? Yeah. And one, if we increase our soul voltage, mm -hmm. then when our soul leaves the body and goes back to God, God gets bigger. Because if we were only five volts when we came down, and we're ten volts when we go back, God's got bigger by 10 volts. Right. And then we don't have to come back again, right? Well, it depends because <laughs> it's not that easy. It's like being in an elevator in a tall building going up and down. So let's say we're born at five volts in the first lifetime. Okay. And we love each other. So we go up to 10 volts. 10 volts, we, we've got to get to 100 volts on the roof. We've got okay. to get to the top of this building to get the helicopter to take us to heaven. Okay. But if we only got 10 volts, we haven't got enough voltage to escape the Earth's gravitational magnetic fields. Okay. So we come back as, so what happens is we've been good, we've loved our neighbours, so we come back as a rich man, a right. rich person. Well, right. men come back as women, women come back as men, don't forget. Right, so right, don't right. Get talk about gender. Right, you right. Know, back as white white as black fat as thin thin as fat right. this is the inverse transmigration rule now what happens is if you come back as a rich person you have person cleaning for you and doing the chores so you don't know what it's like to suffer and you push the, the servants around and they suffer and the servants yeah. start asking questions like why are you pushing me around why don't you leave me alone and they treat people badly because they're rich so what happens is their voltage goes down and mm -hmm. it might go down to three volts. So when mm -hmm. they die, they come back as a poor person. Right. Next time they mop the floors, people kick them and they say, why are you hurting me? And their voltage gets up. You see, what happens is that the, the intellect, the mind and the heart, they, they go, they talk to each other. These four bodies talk to each other right. and they work things out between each other. Like when, we're, when somebody hurts us, they send us to heaven. Because what happens is that the brain says, so the heart says to the brain, why am I hurting? Why is this person hurting me? And the intellect says, well, it must be something you've done, stupid. And, and the heart says, well, I haven't done anything. I don't know why this person's hurting me. And they go in, they start to have an argument and they wrestle with each other. And as you wring a wet rag, the water comes out. And as the heart wrestles with the soul, the soul drains of impurity through the heart and the heart becomes pure. This is why Jesus points to his pure wow. heart. Wow, that's okay. a neat analogy, so, yeah. So people who hurt us send us to heaven, and uh, at the same so time... So that's an interesting analogy. People who hurt us send us to heaven because we learn to feel and to we, become, we become more pure at heart. Yeah, but they send their own soul to hell. So <laughs> that's wow. easy. So this is why Jesus said, turn the other cheek. What it's a vicious circle, though. It's a vicious circle. So you're, it's a really, it's a balancing act because you have to come back. And even if you come back doing okay and pretty sharp, you've got to be pure at heart in order to make it, right? You can't escape. This is what, you know, the, the, I showed you the amazing lid of Palenque. Yeah. Well, I wrote the yeah. book. This is the first volume of the book. 
okay? And this okay. is all done by hand. The, the only way to read it is to take the pages out, which you can do if you bend it back, take the pages out and put page one on top of page two, page three on top of page four. That way you can read it. Now these are in the museums. This one's $500 for that book. That's cool. Okay, that's part yes. one. Okay, that's awesome. that, is, that is this lid. This is about this lid that I told you about. Right, right, that, right. I showed you one story, but there right. are over hundred stories and there's part two and this one's about three hundred and fifty dollars so now these these tech these have given me the knowledge i haven't made this up on a sunday afternoon no i know i know and that's why it says in the bible it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god because of this exactly. of this situation and this is what jesus was trying to teach us like you just said when someone's mean to us we turn the other cheek because it helps us incarnate or increase our own voltage and not decrease our voltage right that's cr absolutely correct yeah okay all right i'm just trying to understand all this stuff now i have another question for you since you're so into astrology I don't know if anybody ever asked you this, Maurice, but do you, are you able, or do you do predictions for the future for humanity? What do you, have you predicted I, anything astrologically for humanity? What I've uh, set down in the book is I believe that uh, predictive astrology is correct, but I okay. don't, it's not something that I get into. Okay. I was, more, I was more interested in the personality side of it. Okay. Uh, why people behave the way they do okay. and palmistry as well. Because palmistry and astrology are very much related. I know. I just had a palmist on my show, and he was amazing. And I did not know until he came on the show that palmistry and astrology are the same because he says your palm is the roadmap to your hand. I didn't know that. Yes, it's quite clear. What happens is this radiation that comes off the sun. Remember I said there was four codes of radiation. Right. One, two, one, three, four, two, three, four, and so on. Right. Uh, that, that radiation... Uh, when the baby's in the womb going through gest gestation, right. it causes genetic mutations. So there are four types of genetic mutations corresponding to the four codes. And uh, what that, that radiation does is it creates a person that shuffles the genes up. So we get earth, air, fire, water, followed by earth, air, fire, water. If you remember, we right. went on this, this one. So that one's covered up. We get earth, air, fire, water, earth, air, fire, water. And that's why we get the dispersion of star signs. Right. Now, what I've shown in the book as well is uh, what they call the motor homunculus, which is uh, it's a diagrammatic representation of the human brain. And uh, it shows the amount of brain cortex devoted to certain physical parts of the body. Okay. And there's more cortex uh, devoted to the lips and the palms than any other part of the body. And what this means is if you want to tell what, what star sign somebody is, you can look at their palm or you can look at their lips and find out when they were born and what star sign they are. Now, this, I found this helpful growing up as a young man okay. because I knew which signs were good for me. So if I wanted to chat up a girl, I'd look at her face, I'd look at her hands, and I'd say, is there any point in trying to chat her up? If there wasn't, I'd move on. Oh, my so, gosh, because <laughs> you knew. Like, you knew. That's yes, awesome. No, hey, I had a lot, lot less pain. Yeah, less, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. I'm so excited that you came to talk to us about this stuff today. This is really, this is a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart because, um, you know, I'm really trying to do my best. And it sounds like you are too, to, to kind of make people understand what it's all about and why we're here. 
Um, Maurice, thanks for coming on the show. His book is called, you guys, The Heavenly Matchmaker. This is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back with The High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, it's Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Maurice Acatral. He's joining me from Cork, Ireland. I told you, Maurice, I've been to Cork. How is it there? How's the weather? How, do you have the COVID? What's going on there? Can I ask that? Do you have the, the situation well, we happening? We, we've got COVID, but my wife and I have been on lockdown for 20 years anyway, so it really doesn't affect us. <laughs> so you're good that's, to go. That's the way we like it. You know, <laughs> I love it. Just before, just before the break, I told you about the motor homunculus. Yes. This was the diagram I was looking for. This is okay. the one in the book. Okay. And what we say is the top of the brain 
here, the occipital lobes, right. and the radiation from the sun causes genetic mutations, and that affects the amount of cortex to the hands. Look at this, this cortex here it controls the hand, this okay. one controls the lips and the tongue and so on. So you can actually tell star signs by the lips, the teeth, the hands, and various parts of the face and the body. Wow. Now, tell me your thought on this, because God set it up that we were all different astrological signs. Um, what do you think? Why do you think he did that? Okay. Remember, we're living in hell. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're living in hell. And right. hell is perfect. But nobody can change hell. Right. I've made lots of discoveries, and they will never be accepted, because it's hell. That's okay. the way it is. Okay. So we accept it. And he doesn't upset us then. Uh, what we find is living in hell is that there are mechanisms of hell. And I think before you can go into hell, you've got to understand what love is. Because there are various types of love. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't understand what love is and, and why life is so complicated. But for example, the love of uh, food is gluttony. The love of sex is lust. The love of activity is distraction. Mm -hmm. The love of a friend is camaraderie. The love of a pet is attachment. The love of alcohol is uh, the thirst to escape. The love of money is greed. The lo uh, and spiritual love is a sincere and genuine wish for the spiritual, emotional, physical, and uh, intellectual well-being of another living thing. Right. Now, the, the, we are biological beings, human beings, and uh, we are driven by software, chemical software. Men are driven by testosterone. Women are driven by oxygen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. If you put the wrong software into your computer, it goes crazy. Right. When you kiss somebody romantically, you download their software, which is in the saliva, right. and they don't download yours, which is in the saliva. Okay. So you both go crazy. <laughs> so romantic love is hormone-induced insanity. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like being on a roller coaster on the way up, and it's gut-wrenching gut -wrenching on the way down. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now, uh, in hell, there are various mechanisms. For example, we've got time. We've got astrology, uh, we've got pain, mm -hmm. we've got uh, time, astrology, pain. The others will come to me in due course. If we take these one at a time, if you take time, for example, then there's no such thing as time in the spirit world. Right. Because time, time only began when we had the Big Bang. Things began to happen before other things, because before the Big Bang, all there was was light. There were no things, so things mm -hmm. couldn't happen. Mm -hmm. So in the God world, the spirit world, there is no time. It's only in the physical world. Right. Now in the physical world, if we're happy, time speeds up. And if we're bored and unhappy, time slows down. And why There's does it? Else. Why is it like that? Why does it happen that way? It's hell. So nobody it's can hell. be happy for very much time. That's the mechanism of time. It's impossible. Okay. So do you well, think, well, well, wait a minute. I want to know what you think, Maurice. Do you, so what is your feeling on this? So you feel that we come down here, we reincarnate over and over again until we are perfect enough to be absorbed back into God. And that's what this whole deal is, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. 
course it is. But you, you look around you and you can see the evidence. As I said, we've got time, we've got pain. Look at the natural disasters, earthquakes, hurricanes, all the rest, the insects that eat you alive. Well, but you, why are we here? If we weren't here to experience it, we wouldn't be able to elevate ourselves, right? Exactly. We're, okay. We're, we're okay. here to increase our soul voltage, but if we don't, if we go, if we allow the body to take us where it wants to go, okay, the, the, the path of desire, if you like, desire right. leads to frustration, frustration to anger, anger to de delusion, delusion to destruction. So we, we destroy ourselves. Right. Our voltage. Well, but I see so many people on a lower voltage level right now, and that makes me wonder if it's time for, because you talk about this in the book too, where the earth, you know, kind of starts over. Can you talk about that for a minute? Well, we have to remember that everything is illusion. And this is what the Maya said. Everything around us is illusion. Okay. You, for example, if you hold a flower in your hand, it looks like a flower. It smells like a flower. It, it tastes like a flower, but it's actually a collection of physical cells at one moment in time. Four weeks from now, those cells will begin to die and, and the flower will rot. And then the soul of the flower, every living thing is half God, don't forget. Every living thing is half, half God, God, half heaven. That goes to the flowers, the grass, the trees. Every living thing has a soul. So as that soul of the uh, flower leaves the flower, it might reincarnate into a worm or a fly or a dog. Okay. So what we see, although we see a flower, it's not a flower. It's God in disguise. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at God in disguise. Gotcha. And this is what everything around us is. Gotcha. And this is why in hell, if you're bad, you, you might come back as a pine tree for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. you're fine, and you'll really get frustrated. So <laughs> these mechanisms of hell, you can see it once you switch on. Uh, well, I, I learned it from the Maya, of course. Right, right. And all of the other teachers, the right. miracle maker. Now, another... Uh, Apart from, you know, we, we spoke earlier of reincarnation. Right. And that, that's the primary mechanism so that if we don't love each other, we come back and we suffer for all the, the sins we did in the last life. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get our act together. We've got to love each other. And we've got to realize that we're light beings. We're God in disguise and not what we think we are, which mm -hmm. is a human being with two arms and two legs. Right. Right. So we've got a few more minutes here. What advice do you give people um, in this time and this age that we're in right now? What can people do to elevate themselves to to connect with God? Do you say meditate? Do you say, you know, be kind to your neighbor? What's your what's your advice? Love you every living thing. There you go. Because right. every living thing is God yes. in disguise. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. I really am thrilled that you wrote this book because, and you guys, I want to say something. If you're watching me on YouTube, check out this book. He has all these different um, uh, illustrations in here showing us about the Mayans, showing us, you know, you back it all up, which is so nice, Maurice, that you do all this. And I, I really like the end of the book where, where you talk about God um, you say the word of God, uh, your epilogue. And, and you also talk about, and I wish you talked really quick. We only have a few more minutes, but the front of the book is God um, blowing air. And, and you talk about at the end of the book, um, can, and, then, and it shows God blowing his breath, the solar wind. Can you talk about that a little bit before we go today? Sure. 
Yeah, this picture is from a, a, a church called Hangrave Hall in Suffolk in England, okay. and it dates back to 1530, 1538. Okay. Uh, here we have God holding the sun. Remember I showed you the sun earlier on? Right, right. Okay. And he's blowing the solar wind onto the earth and creating the 12 signs of the zodiac with the earth in the middle. Right. I didn't realize that I finished reading the book, uh, writing the book, that this guy is actually uh, a cleric called uh, William Tyndall. Now, okay. William Tyndall was, was burned at the stake in 1538 by King Henry on oh. King Henry's orders. He was actually burned in Belgium because he translated the Bible from Hebrew into English. Oh. So they murdered him. Now, this window was made in 1538 by his friends. Now, his friends, therefore, of William Tyndall. Now, I've got a picture of William Tyndall, a woodcut that was made in 1538. And it's right. exactly the same as this. So I know this is the guy in the window. Wow. Now, what's interesting is this, his friends knew about what I've just told you. His friends knew about the sun creating, there's the sun creating the solar wind, 12 types of personality. Right. So that... How could this guy have known? Okay, there's only way, one way he could have known, and he must have been Jesus. He must have been a reincarnation of Jesus. And he came back to translate his own book into English. And they killed him again. They, killed him they again. just keep killing him over and over and over. It's ridiculous. They kill him. And this is well, the way hell is. But wait a minute now, Maurice, in, the, in Revelations, it says that Jesus will come back. What do you think? I think he will. Over, he could be with us right now, as we've seen with all those miracle makers I showed to you that they come back at regular intervals, and it's it's the Grim Reaper comes to tell us the possibilities of what the choices we've got. We either, when we die, we either go to heaven or we come back, and if we come back, we come back as an inverse model of what we were in the previous life. So men become women, and women become men, as I said earlier. Right. And so what this means, if you've been unkind. To men in this life, you'll come back as a man and you'll get all the karma that you got first time around. Right. So if you've been, for example, a feminist and you've lobbied Congress to bring in laws about men doing this and doing that and doing that, then you have to remember two things. One, half of your children are going to be men. Yeah. And when you come back, you're going to be a man. Yeah. So you're going to get all the stuff that you legislated for the first time around. Right, right, right. And I think that's wonderful. <laughs> well, but I think it would be great if we could all, my goal is, and, and my hope is, that we all can start to elevate ourselves and love our neighbors and love everything around us, the plants, the trees, just like you said, so that we can all elevate to a higher, um, you know, a higher rate of consciousness i guess don't you isn't that what this what the goal really is it is because god's getting bigger and more god is more good which is more love i love it i love it hey you know what we're out of time here maurice thank you so much for joining me i learned so much from you today and i hope you'll come back and visit me again on the high road john Oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. This, you guys, this is Nancy Yerrell. The book is called The Heavenly Matchmaker. It's by Maurice Cotterell. And I'm sure you can pick this up at Amazon. Is that right, Maurice? No, no. The no, how do we get your book? How do we get your book? Okay. The Freemasons are trying to destroy this book more than all of the others. Oh, no. So get the book off my website. It's okay. best for me. It's best for you. You'll get it quicker. Because on Amazon, it's either marked as currently unavailable oh. or it's not there at all. All right, because well, if they don't want you to read this material, they don't want you going to heaven. They control heaven. They control hell, the Freemasons. So 
this is why it's difficult to get hold of. So you guys, I'm going to spell this for you. So it's www.maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E, Cotterell, C-O-T-T-E-R-E-L-L.com. Is that correct? All right. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy. You're up. Maurice, thanks again for coming on the show. I really appreciate you coming and uh, we will see you next week. Have a great week. Hey, you guys join me next week on the high road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities and check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's high road to humanity.